0: Okay, so as we briefly mentioned earlier, we have started a new series about the Holy Spirit.
1: That was not you.
0: That's all right. You can listen to the review that Natalia and Gideon will give us. So, what did you learn about the Holy Spirit? Well you must know something about it.
2: Uh wasn't we uh, read about how it's mentioned everywhere in the Bible and how it it's mentioned in Genesis about how it's what flew over the surface of the water after the world was created okay. chaotic
0: and Yes, yeah, so that tells you what does that tell you about the Holy Spirit? How long has he been in always, existence? He's
2: always been existent.
0: Okay. Always been so that must mean he's a part of what? Okay, that's good. So, what is that? Well, how do we usually break that up? The Trinity. Uh, yes. God the Father. Sometimes you see, I don't know if we've ever done this, but sometimes they use a triangle. And then Jesus, the Son, and then the Holy Spirit. Anybody have Holy Ghost in their Bible? Or are they, they can yeah. remember?
1: I might have
0: one. Might have come across it before. It's the same thing. It's just uh, in the old English ghost more meant referred to any kind of spirit and not like a haunted thing. So. Nope. I don't even really see the word spirit in here. It probably is somewhere. It, there's a lot of words to sift through. So, um, what else did you learn about the Holy Spirit?
2: When the Holy Spirit comes into your heart it changes you a lot, like, you talked about how... I think it was... Two stories. I think it was the Pharaoh saw it in... I good with the of it's, it's the guy who was sold by his brothers and he had the Joseph. 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 And the Pharaoh saw it in Joseph, even though he didn't believe in God. He saw that he had the Holy Spirit
0: in him. Okay. What does that mean?
1: I only found two mentions of the spirit. the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, in both two different books.
0: Good. So, those are two occurrences. Um, so, if he's a part of the Trinity, what do all three of these have in common besides being God? The Father. Uh, The part, I guess,
2: God that stays in heaven and listens to our prayers.
0: Um. Those are true. I although I wouldn't say that He only stays in heaven. So what about Jesus? Let's, let's go to that, and then we'll come back.
2: He's when God comes to earth in the form of
0: a human. I'm okay, sorry. what would you call that connection then? Are you talking about the bridge or something like that? I don't know. I wasn't here. <laughs> what do you call that connection if Jesus is becoming human? and coming to live along, among people. How would you describe that? How about maybe personal? So, God the Father, is he, do you have a personal connection with him? What do you think, Audrey? The Father, God the Father. Yes. Yes, yeah, he's like your like father, like your
2: parent figure, the okay. one yeah. part of it. So Let me is-
0: ask you this then: Did um did somebody in the tribe of Gad during Joshua's time have a personal connection with God the Father? Little triggered. How about Jacob who wrestled with oh, yeah. Jesus? Did he have a personal interaction? With God, yes. With who, though? Dad. Who did he wrestle? Jesus. Jesus, because he took the form of a person, like a physical form. Yeah. Okay. Um, what did God do? Usually, show up to like in Joshua and Moses' time. How did he appear? Think about the temple in the Ark of the Covenant. He would
2: like sit on the
0: okay on
2: the angel
0: in right in a light, a cloud. Fire, right the pillar of fire the pil- in the cloud to guide them do those things sound personal like something that you can have a relationship with what are they though like if you were to describe those things when God appears as them is it average every day is it boring no No, it's exciting it's amazing it's powerful right is jesus when he comes and is a baby is he any of those things maybe amazing i guess you could say but is he powerful Mm, not
2: really he's a baby i mean yes not as a baby yes but like he's a baby Talks
0: about how oh, he's just a normal, normal baby. They don't really. Right. There's no like big thing about it. Like when he was born, he didn't have a crown. No. A halo. Like, yeah, halo. A he's halo. Right. Family. He is. He. He's just normal. He experiences the same thing every other baby does. Right. Okay. Crying. Hungry. I'm wet. I'm cold. Okay, so these, but you still, as Audrey said, you now see him as your father, right? So things changed when Jesus came because he died for your sins, and he, what did there used to be in the temple separating you from God? I mean,
2: there was, like, the curtain and then also the the priests would
0: have to... Right, so there's lots of all these different courts, these steps to get in there, different rooms, but the main thing is the curtain right in the end that separates, and that was torn when Jesus died, because now everyone has complete access. So beforehand, God didn't always have a personal relationship, God the Father. He did with Moses, with Joshua, he picked out people, but most people did not have a personal relationship. That changed with Jesus when he came, that now there's a personal. And then there's a third thing that changes, is the Holy Spirit comes. Before that, like God the Father, where he's not very approachable in that way, this Holy Spirit wasn't just handed out to anyone who wanted it. It was very selective as to who got God's spirit put on them. And you can go throughout the Bible, you see lots of people that have his spirit. So we're going to look at more of the Holy Spirit. Oh, so I say all of that to say Jesus is a person, God the Father is a person, What is the Holy Spirit? Do you have a spirit? Mm -hmm. It's like
2: you. It's what makes
0: you you. you. You, Right, it's the eternal part of you that is non-physical, right? It's not something you can see or touch. Or measure or do any kind of scientific experience, experiment on it the Holy Spirit is also not something you can see or touch but you can I hesitate to even use this but like feel the presence or you can see the actions done by Him. so it's different You can still have a relationship with all three of these. You know, I have a relationship. But the the Holy Spirit is a little different in the fact of how you create a relationship. I don't know that you're ever going to, even when you get to heaven, you're going to see Jesus, God the Father, in whatever form he is in. I don't know that you're ever going to physically see the Holy Spirit. Maybe you will, I don't know, but it's not something that it's ever talked about, so it's different. Um, So... How many, I don't know if all of you have been, but some of you have been to my house. and
1: I don't think I've ever drawn all.
0: That's okay, because I'm going to draw a, a small little diagram. My house is, a, is almost square. It is 35 by 32. So it's almost square.
1: So it's kind of like a rectangle.
0: Yes. If you were to look at it, you'd say, that's square because you couldn't tell that it's two foot difference. So I have a side door with a porch. This is looking down.
1: My family has a side door that leads straight into the basement. It's kind of weird.
0: And this is our stairs going upstairs. And then this is our little sitting room. This is our kitchen. Then the back door over here and then there's a opening there. there's another door over here and there's an upstairs. And then the, there's a stairs below this stairs to get to the basement with a door here. and then over here is my outside shop. There's a shop in the basement. And I'm always going between the two shops and upstairs to where my office is, my computer and my paperwork, and going in and out and around between all these things. And especially lately, I have been because we are redoing the upstairs shower because it leaked. So it's a lot of going up and downstairs, closing doors, and making noise, hammering on things, opening and closing baby gates, where there's baby gates here and here. And...
1: baby possibly falling down the stairs trying to climb
0: it. No, no, definitely not. (laughs) But as I'm doing all these things, Eve has taken out, taken to, while she's usually playing in the kitchen, or in the living room, or not really, sitting room, that she w- will call out, dad. Dada. Dad. Every time she hears a baby gate, or a hammer, or a door, even though she can't see me, she says, that sounds like Dad, Dad, you there? <laughs> and it's all different kinds of checking in, because sometimes she's gotta run over to baby Kate and check, sometimes she comes over to the baby Kate, looks around, watches the hammering, for a little while and then goes away and she has become um very in tune with my comings and goings in and around the house she's even just in the past few days can tell the difference between stairs and knows which baby gate or which door to go to to look for me when i come through
1: that's a bit creepy
0: well, that's natural. <laughs> so.
1: That so She has that kind of wrapping ability from a baby style.
0: Yeah, I mean, you do. You get used to what door you know in your house.
1: No, nope. I have to still figure out if I going to come up from the basement, come out of the bathroom, or come from upstairs. Because she's all over the place.
0: Right. Okay? Alright, well, let's, let's turn to Galatians chapter 5. Um... Uh, and we're verses 17 and 18. We're going to read. This is we're going to be mostly looking at Paul's letters today. The Apostle Paul, Galatians, Ephesians, and Philippians are all in the New Testament. Galatians 5:17 and 18. We're going to read. Which
1: chapter.
0: Chapter five. 17 and
1: 18. Oh, did they want to be there? Did have to do anything?
0: No. Perfect. Where? Uh, Chapter 5, verse
1: 17. Okay, it's 6.51, most likely. Wherefore be ye not unwise but understanding. I think what you might
0: have the wrong. Are you in chapter 5?
1: The accusation of the flesh will test against the spirit most likely. Um, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary the one to the other so that ye can not do the things that ye would.
2: But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law.
0: Okay. So, and now I want you to, this is a different translation. So, this is one where he kind of takes a couple verses and groups them together and puts it into our language.
2: Here is my advice Live your whole life in the Spirit, and you will not uh, satisfy the desires of your lower nature. For the whole
1: energy of the lower nature is set against the Spirit, while the whole power of the Spirit is contrary to the lower nature. Here is the conflict. And
2: that is why you are not free to do what you want to do. But if you follow the leading of the Spirit, you stand clear of the law.
0: Okay. That last part is important. If you, um, if you follow the Spirit, you will stand clear of the law. Now, I want everybody to take paper and pen, oh, and I want you to use... One or two sentences, don't go more than three, and you write what you think verses 17 and 18 mean. I'm going to give you three minutes. I don't even have Is okay? Come up with one sentence, you mean? That's fine. Whatever you need to do the job.
1: paper, so and verses seventeen and eighteen, five of Galatians. So, what the
0: so when you get there, read verse says. Seventeen
1: and eighteen of 17 Galatians. 17 chapter,
0: five. And chapter five.
1: We'll start and page six fifty one.
0: You write down in two or three sentences what you think that those verses mean. i'm going to read this is a different translation since everybody else got this too for you too this is paul speaking and he says here is my advice live your whole life in the spirit and you will not satisfy the desires of your lower nature for the whole energy of the lower nature is set against the spirit while the whole power of the spirit is contrary to the lower nature here is the conflict and that is why you are not free to do what you want to do. But if you follow the leading of the Spirit, you stand clear of the law. It's supposed to be hard. We've talked about this before, about being under the law. And I we don't remember what we said. It's okay. I remember also being very confused. I remember something like
1: not actually taped from the wall, like on earth. That's all I remember from that one.
0: take a little extra time Phoebe but for everyone else you should be thankful you got some extra minutes everybody now turn over your paper okay don't flip it back over until we're ready and I have this here A little more, depending on where you go. Um, So we're going to continue with our lesson now, and don't flip back over. But you can keep writing and taking notes as we go. As you maybe you change your opinion as we go about what your initial idea was, and we'll see everybody does at the end so um, Paul says especially from that Philip's translation that we read that you should live your whole life in the spirit what do you think and then he also says follow the leading of the spirits of the spirit Oh, sorry not spirits of the spirit and stand clear of the law. What is the law of God that He gave you supposed to do? The
1: seven
0: commandments I would say. Ten commandments. Sorry, I that's
1: okay. seven because of what is. the Bible says in this.
0: Well that's okay. Um it's not and there are more than ten commandments. Mm-hmm. What are they supposed to do for you? They're supposed like tell you that you can't be perfect. So you have to you
2: have to be for help because you can't
0: do it all. Okay. Right. It's, but in theory, what are they supposed to do for you? That's the end result.
1: Show you how to
2: show you how to Expects you,
0: how God expects you to live. And how to avoid what? Sin. How to avoid sin, right? You follow these and you won't sin. Now, do you remember two weeks ago, when we finished Joshua this ties it nicely do you remember what Joshua said, what his advice was to all the, the tribes of Israel? I don't
1: think I was here for that either.. He said, um,
2: like specifically, he wanted them to follow what God had told them and kick the the remaining people out of the their their land and not live with them because God had told them that that's what he wanted them
0: to do. Right. So he and he gave them three things to do: to obey God, be courageous. Right and that's part of the kicking out the other Canaanites, don't follow their ways, and to cleave to God, to cling to him. Then he said a crazy thing after that, after they all agreed that they were going to follow God.
2: He said, when you fell, you need
0: to... Yes, and he also said, you can't serve God. Right after they promised they would serve God. He said, you can't. And we said, what? That's crazy. Why did he say you can't? You guys just all told me why you can't in regards to the law. It's impossible. Joshua was saying you can't do it. I'm glad you promised your best, but you're going to fail. And here's, um, now, you can't do it until what? What changes that? And then
2: God dies on the cross and he for forgiveness
0: and he, right. takes his he takes his sin. Jesus is that perfect sacrifice because up until that point they have to constantly do sacrifices for every sin to cover them up. And then Jesus comes and he totally wipes the slate clean. And... So Joshua said, you um, serve God, but really you can't. And you're kind of like, well, what's even the point? 800 years later, Jesus asks his disciples when a bunch of other people just, he had hundreds of disciples. He had more than just the 12 disciples. There were lots of people that followed him around, and they weren't the 12 chosen that became the apostles. But they were other ones who were self-proclaimed disciples. And at one point, he talks about how um, you have to leave everything and follow him. And a bunch of people just leave, like hundreds of people leave. They're like, well, I can't do that. And Jesus, because really, who, who can live up to that? And Peter or Jesus asks all the 12 disciples that are his closest, will you leave me also? And Peter says an amazing thing, because he's famous for saying the best things and the worst things. Peter says, where are we going to go? Like, literally, who, who else could we, could we follow? There isn't anybody else. No one's like you, is what he meant. And Jesus really liked that answer, because Jesus is the only cure, and then Peter didn't know it yet that that was going to be the case, but he was right. That that's the only option that we have. So, very important that we were made free from the law. Now, I, you guys mentioned that you remember talking about this before. So what is the purpose of the law then? Because Jesus said, I did not come to get rid of the law, but to fulfill it. To complete it, why still have the law then? Why do we care about the Ten Commandments anymore? Shouldn't we just throw them away?
2: They're still relevant.
0: Why? Because. If your sins are forgiven, why, why even worry about sinning? They're all going to be forgiven. You couldn't do enough to. Oh, well, we
2: should still try.
0: Yeah. Why?
1: And that's because what God God
0: You can't feed the flesh. Why? Alright, that's good. Why can't you feed the flesh? What's wrong with that?
1: You'll wind up down
0: there instead of up in Nope, you're already taken care of with that. You could sin all you want
1: well,
0: as long as you have accepted Christ.
2: So you can't serve two master's thing, or
0: is that not? Yeah. I did have that verse when I was doing my study, but I decided not to work it in. But yes, that does apply. You can't serve two masters. Why would you bring that up? Well,
2: the verse that we said was saying something about the, the spirit and the flesh like are against each other.
0: Yes, they are in opposition to one another. Um, <clears throat> I guess I didn't have anything up there. So, we have the Holy Spirit, right? And then we have your spirit. Okay. And then we have your body. And all the instincts... And urges and then the sin where it's corrupted the way that you operate and think. And your spirit, if you have accepted Christ as that sacrifice for your sins, he has then awakened your spirit. I'm not a good snapper. So, your spirit was dead before. You didn't even know you had it. And then when Jesus, when you accept Christ, it's like Frankenstein or like the jumper cables, Zzz, wakens your spirit back up. And <clears throat> do you remember talking about before two wolves? that Native American um, like proverb or story or whatever you want to call it where um, the old Indian tells the young one, you have two wolves inside of you. Oh, yeah. If you feed, whichever one you feed
2: is going to become
0: stronger. Is going to become stronger. <laughs> All right, so we talked about that, that you can either feed your body or you can feed your spirit. A guy at the
2: service
0: I did. Yes, I'm glad you remember that. So you can feed yes. one or the other. Whichever one you feed will get stronger. Really, it's almost you have to feed one and starve the other. It's because you you could
2: feed give it both. A bit and it'll still
0: live. Right. Exactly. Then the and the better you are at starving it the less it'll bother you, the less it'll get in the way. Now, we still haven't solved the problem of why do you want to feed your spirit? What's the purpose of feeding your spirit? Okay, before that, let's, if we're, if we're still thinking about it, um, remember Noah. Okay. Think about some more. Let's talk about Noah first. Noah is famous for Natalia. Tell us about Noah. Why?
1: Because God told him to.
0: That's always a good answer. But what's the reason that God told him to? Oh,
1: because he was going to send
0: a flood. To do what? To destroy
1: the whole entire world.
0: Because they. Yes, they were extremely evil. In and fact, God. no one has been that evil and won't be until the end times. Yep. So, Noah gets all the animals, all the people, his family that God wants to save because they've been obedient. Gets them on the ark. The flood comes, destroys everything. that's are floating on the ark, on the water. And... Do you remember what Noah does after the ark lands on Mount Ararat? Let's go to Genesis chapter 8. Verse 7, if someone wants to read that. Go for it. And he set forth a raven
1: which went forth to and fro until the waters were dried up from off the earth.
0: Okay. So he opens a window in the ark or a trapdoor, I don't know, whatever. Sends out a raven. What's what do we have similar to a raven that you see all the time? A crow. A crow. Similar, but not the same. But they operate pretty similar. Yeah. Crows are pretty smart too though. They're they both are one of the only animals that will make a tool to make a tool to do something. Even monkeys can't do that.
1: Unless they're highly trained.
0: No. Oh, right, you could teach them to do it, but a crow will do it on their own. Yeah, they do. But, now this is an interesting thing, because you're like, ooh, they're pretty smart. What do crows eat?
1: Worms. Bugs. Other crows. What have you seen of crows? I, don't I know. mean, I've seen novels and stuff about So let's start eyes.
0: with are they herbivores? No. Like eating only plants. Yes, okay, good. So they're omnivores.
1: I mean, I swear to God, there are, like, now. People talk about crows eating eyeballs all the time.
0: Okay, that's a good point.
1: Oh, um, in the movie, the Bible, um, the in, guy in the trunk. real life. I do not Is that real? His eyes got picked up by a crow when he was on the cross. Mm. The sinner that. The guy that mocked Jesus. The one that didn't ask him to go to heaven. Yeah. I don't remember if that's real or
2: not. I don't
0: remember either. I don't think that's in the Bible. I think that's an added thing. Apocryphal? It might be. Yeah. Like the lady with the water. I know that's a thing that they
2: added.
0: Yeah. Yep. There are things like that. But the eye is good. What does that tell you about the crow? What do they eat?
1: Meat. Uh, shiny things. Shiny things.
0: Okay, meat. Dang. What kind of meat? I
1: mean, I it Soft meat.
0: Bodies? What kind of bodies?
1: <gasps> oh, dead things.
0: things. They eat dead things. Now, if there was just a flood that destroyed <laughs> so millions of standards. Playfo- standards. people, yep, billions of animals, they're what happens?
1: They when
2: the water
0: What Do you know what happens to, like, say, a cow or a deer or even a human, especially in this case, after they're dead and they're in the water?
2: It rots.
1: It floats. It
0: floats at first because of all the gases that keep digesting inside of it. Ew. (laughs) So the waters are starting to subside because there are some mountains, so there's probably bodies of animals and people on mountains. He sends out the crow. What's the crow think?
1: Yeah. Buffet.
0: This is great. I've had to eat whatever dumb nuts or whatever Noah had for me in here. This is awesome. He doesn't come back. Verse 8 now. 8 and 9.
1: Oh, I thought it was a buffet. Yes. Also he sent forth the doctor of him to see if the
0: waters were
1: abated from
2: off. Of the ground. But the dove found no rest
1: for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him unto the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her in unto
2: unto him into the ark.
0: Okay, so then he sends out a dove. What does a dove represent? Peace. Okay, what else? Purity, right? Because what do they do at the temple with doves? They They sacrifice them. They're worthy of sacrifice so they're a clean animal. What else does it represent? You guys probably don't. This isn't one that jumps to your mind because we're not this kind of a church, I guess. But a lot of, if you go to modern churches, what do they have all over on like banners and stuff? Dubs doves, because it represents
1: doves. I don't
0: know. No. Let's think about the Trinity.
1: The Spirit. Oh, oh yeah, because in the, in one of the books of the Bible, uh, no, 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 I think it yes. was what I think it might have been John. It was like the like Spirit Jesus of the Lord got,
2: ascended like a dove. When Jesus got baptized. Yes.
0: Yep, it represents God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit. So This is, of course, this has a practical sense to it. Noah is finding out what's going on. Eventually, it brings back an olive branch, and then seven days later, it doesn't come back at all, the dove, because things have cleaned up and are growing, and it's habitable. But this also has a spiritual meaning. If the crow is unclean, the dove is clean. The dove is also the Holy Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit need to live and to thrive in?
1: A place to rest.
0: That is That's clean.
1: your body.
0: That's clean. Oh,
1: you're
0: clean. Doesn't have sin. Doesn't have unclean things in it. Okay, the Holy Spirit is not going to thrive with your spirit in you if you have unclean things going on. Now, does that mean that you can't have the Spirit of God with you or in you at all if you have a sin?
1: No,
2: because then nobody would have
0: the Spirit. Okay, Okay. right. That's a very, that's a good point.
1: We're saying today we're born.
0: Right, exactly. Now, when your spirit is awakened, no longer dead, you instantly receive... The Holy Spirit. You get it right away. That's what Jesus changed after he died. So everyone after his death, if you believe on him, you get it right away. But if your spirit isn't being fed, if you are dealing with the sin that you now have to deal with in your life, that you have to clean up, your relationship with the Holy Spirit is not going to grow. It's going to be capped at a certain level based off of how you deal with the things you're not supposed to be doing. So I bring this back to you again and say, why does it matter then, the law? Why does the law matter still? We're not going to throw it away. because it relates directly to
2: so you the
0: right it tells you the things that are going to not make the holy spirit sad talks about grieving the holy spirit to grieve is to be sad about something and when you sin it makes the Holy Spirit sad if you have a friend who does something against you does something to hurt you I don't mean just something that for some selfish reason made you mad I mean something like really did hurt you wasn't a nice thing to do it makes you sad maybe sometimes angry too but in the end, it's something sad That can be fixed, right, if you want to do the work to fix it, if they want to do the work, if you want to deal with it. But if you don't deal with it and you just let it simmer and grow, then it's going to become a barrier between you and that friend. And that's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. You need to think of the Holy Spirit as a friend. And Jesus called him, or it, whatever you want to A comforter. So I'm going to send the comforter to you. Because a good friend comforts you, helps you through things. Um, Now, let's go to Romans chapter 8. I did mention we're going to look at Paul a couple times tonight. Because Paul. he's really, other than Jesus, he is the master of this concept. He's really, he talks about it in quite a few places.
1: What chapter? Eight. Eight.
0: And we are going to read verses uh, 15 and 6. Oh, wait. I take that back. We're going to read verses 13 through 14 first. Okay. For if you live
1: after the flesh, you shall die. If he lives through the Spirit, do not by the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God.
0: Okay. Um, pretty much what we just said, right? That if you want to be alive, that you have to have God's Spirit commune with you and be your friend. Then you have, if you have that, you have his advice, you have his comfort, um, but to do that, you have to abandon things of the flesh, your natural tendencies to sin. Do you remember um, making you remember a lot of stuff this week? Remember four weeks ago with Levi, and he talked about the Levites and the Simeonites.
2: God,
1: so they were
0: out and Yeah, and what about the Levites? How often did that happen? Like, this one, the anger that they struggled with. They,
2: they were so angry that they killed people. And then right. They had to. A lot of
0: people struggled with anger within that family, right? And
2: then they, they were put into the
1: Business. I don't, not really oh venture, but like,
0: yes, that was part of their yeah. their job was to the sacrifices yeah. of and with they, the butcher. did they
1: weren't their cities like the safe places for? All no,
0: of the their cities back. were not. But they had their own cities that they were given Yeah. because they weren't allowed to have their own property. But I draw your attention to that. That was a genetic familial. Whether it was. Um, whether it was, oh, I'm having a moment. Um, n- nature or nurture. Have you heard that before? Nature or nurture. So it's hard to divide them up within a family of what it is, but either way, their struggle with, with, was with anger. And each of you within your family have different things that. You can all, a lot of you can say, yep, we struggle with that. Or even, yep, we're really good at that. That's easy for us to do. We do that. Not a problem. And those are the things that the Holy Spirit is either going to amplify the good things or he's going to help you with dealing with the things that need to be suppressed. He's going to help you with those. If you're, don't build a wall between you and him. All right, verses fifteen and sixteen now. Chapter eight.
1: For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby ye cry.
2: Have us Father. The Spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God.
0: Okay. So when you have that relationship, when you start to build it, it says you're not going to have fear. Well
1: that I would be terrified of lost things.
0: Let me rephrase that.
1: I'm messing around with you. I don't like you.
0: you could still have fear. But the greater that relationship is, the less fear that you will have. And when you belong to God and you have that presence of the Holy Spirit, then you can call on him and you're going to be aware of when the Holy Spirit is moving. You're going to be able to recognize when the Holy Spirit is enacting on events around you on um, people around you on even the church service that you're in all those kinds of things because just like sorry for the Alan's who missed this but just like Eve when you hear that door you're gonna say Dada that sounds like you're doing something or you're going to see things happen, and you're going to say, I think that was the Holy Spirit. I think you should have it to them. I think I did.
1: It's
0: pretty simple. I'll explain it to you afterwards. I mean, so,
1: what you did.
0: You're going to start to be able to recognize when God is intervening. And it'll grow more and more. And I have a limited ability to explain this to you. Because... I'm not even somebody who has a as strong of a relationship as I could. I can think of many, many other people either within our church or people in history or people in other places that have a stronger relationship that's obvious that they have that and they and it's obvious through their stories. So Romans 17 through 18. Where we started. What does it mean? Anybody want to go first? No, no, I mean what you wrote. You can flip your paper over. Did I say Romans? I'm sorry. And it wasn't 17 and 18. It's Galatians. It was. Okay, sorry. I wrote down all the wrong stuff for that.
1: Are you feeling okay today? I am. Are you you sure you're not having an off day?
0: No, it's pretty good. (laughs) Who'd like to go? Anybody? Abby, go for it. I don't
2: know, man. Okay. All I said was... Okay, it says the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. So I said they contradict each other. And it can distract you from doing what you're supposed
0: to be doing. When you have to constantly fight for your own, like, you know. Okay. I like that. Did you add anything else? <laughs> that's I think you an idea
1: of what it's not, so everybody can see what it's not. Okay. <laughs> I wrote, if you are with the spirit, you don't do what the other people do.
0: Okay, that's not totally wrong. That's good. Go ahead, Gideon
2: spirit causes you to be lawful, but the body is fighting against it. So if you follow the spirit, you don't read the law. Follow the spirit and don't follow what your body
0: tells you to do. Okay, I like be that. Healthy. because I like that because Gideon has tapped into a, another thing that Paul talks about in regards to the law. This is just going to be real quick. Where people were... Be- had, there were Jews coming around and were telling them that they, if they weren't circumcised, that they were not Christians, to like the new Christians that weren't part of the Jewish faith, and coming around and telling them other things like little laws that God said don't matter anymore. And Paul said to them, basically, essentially, you need to follow your conscience. For those things that are not expressly written in the scriptures to not do, follow your conscience. So Gideon tapped in, into that a bit by saying that you need to follow the Spirit. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit that's going to give you that. All right, Audrey, did you want to go? Sure.
1: I said um, if you do what you want, whatever you want, like talking about like the lustfulness, um, you'll end up standing alone and you'll have to face the law Fully, and you will never like truly be happy. You'll always want more and more, like a better car or a better house or whatever. And then I said, but if you follow what God wants you to do, um, you don't have to face the the law
2: alone. But you'll have God on your side with you, and you'll, the
1: facing the law is like the consequences for your sins and your actions.
0: Okay, good. Did you have anything else on your flip side? No. Okay. Felicia, what did you write down?
1: Pretty much the same thing as what Gideon and Audrey said. Okay. How about you, Natalia? Um, the spirit and the flesh are against each other, and um, and you would be happier if you were led by the spirit, because you would be free to
0: choose what you. Okay, very good. So, let me see how many of them there are? There's six. Well, I did have six dollars, not five dollars. So, I'm going to do the, the two best. They had the most insight, I thought. Natalia and So, maybe we'll do more of that later, that kind of thing. But I want, I like you guys to think about stuff. That's why my lessons would be real short if I didn't make you guys talk. Have you ever noticed that?
2: I, don't know. I mean, I don't,
0: I don't. They would be. I could make them longer, but I make you guys talk because I want you guys to do the thinking. I don't want you just listening to what I'm saying. I want you to think about it because when you form your own thoughts, they're going to stick in your head a lot better than me just telling you something, okay?